Hello, everybody, and welcome to Game List, a show about our game of the year, one month at a time. I'm Jake. This is Colin. What's up, dude? I'm Colin. Jeez, nailed it. Talk about games. (laughs) 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 Incredible, incredible intro. Uh, We've got a lot to talk about for games today, and we have not that much to talk about as far as coming soon in news, but definitely some interesting games. The Mm -hmm. most important thing to talk about is maybe what we've done since the last episode of Gameless proper, which is we deep dove into Jedi Survivor. We both rolled credits, and we will talk about the game today in a spoiler-free fashion, but if you have played Jedi Survivor, if you've completed Jedi Survivor, we've got a nice almost two-hour conversation about Jedi Survivor available for you in your podcast feed. Full fucking spoilers. Don't Full don't listen unless you really don't care because we yeah. dig into everything that game has to offer. But uh, available in podcasts and plus, YouTube. Plus spoilers from the original, from the prequel. Or the yeah, of course. Version. I don't know. Yeah. Of course. But a uh, pretty good month for games. We're recording today on May 3rd, and I think we were probably going to go for like excitement level. Which game do you want to talk about first? Which maybe could argued could be argued that it's Jedi Survivor between the two of us. But because we already well, had already that thing, about it, so. we already talked about it. Please enjoy that once you've completed. I really, 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 really want to talk about the sequel, DLC sequel to my game of the year for last year. My first ever gameless game of the year. Kind of. Second? Technically second. Our episode zero was a game of the year from the year prior. And then we did a full year of coverage and Xenoblade came out on top for me. But uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 got its future redeemed content, which is a full story-based expansion very, very recently. And I adored this thing, as you can imagine. And they did something interesting, and I think I tackled it the right way. Now, Colin, you and I have talked multiple times about you got like kind of a disdain for DLC. Yeah, typically I'm I don't go back for DLC just because I've already moved on and uh I hate relearning like controls and stuff for the DLC. Um which actually uh there was the Horizon DLC that came out that I'm in the process of playing right now, but it's so hard for me to go back for DLC, so normally I don't. Yeah. But you I like get DLC. It. I, I mean, I'm not really pro or against DLC, if I'm being honest. I feel like I don't play it pretty often, and then every once in a while there's something for a game or a franchise that I am just, like, gung-ho about. I will have that DLC. Like, I was playing through the DLC for Zelda uh, a couple months ago, getting kind of hyped for uh, Tears of the Kingdom, which we're going to talk about quite a bit when we get to the news section, but that's on the horizon. What do you think about... We're going to try to figure it out. We've talked about this off air. Tears of the Kingdom is around the corner and our coverage for it, I think should probably not wait until the next episode of full game list. But I also don't think that it's quite like a full spoiler cast either because it's probably going to be a gigantic open world game. But I think it would be pretty cool for us to figure out like maybe on like the 14th or something a day or two after it came out to go real light spoiler wise and just talk about some like real broad Zelda. Like anybody who's played for four hours would know this stuff, whether it be systems or gameplay or story beats and things like that. I mean, what we could do is if we do it a couple days after, um, we can look up like a quest line, like, like the names of all the quests. Well, no, I I can, what I'll probably do is I'll look up like, the names of the quests you know yeah. just so i know like how many there are and maybe like 
on the fourth one we just stop kind of there and have a chat about like the first four in our experience yeah but so think far. about quests like if you tried to pick quests for breath of the wild right now and see so like go go to kakariko and then fucking do whatever you please well, you know uh, what i that's mean that's what i'm saying is like have like a very small prerequisite for it but at least have somewhere where we can cut off so we don't yeah i feel like everyone's gonna have a kind of similar experience for at least the first hour of that game then depending on how it dumps you through i think you and i can probably communicate off stream about what we're doing and try to get to a point where we have something to discuss but i would say just keep yeah. an eye out for maybe some exclusive zelda content off of the main podcast either on our youtube channel or in the podcast feed uh, sometime yeah. soon after Zelda, if I were to guess. Um, but that's yeah. on the topic of DLC as we get sidetracked. But another great Nintendo game, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, future redeemed content. We were talking about where you stand on DLC and me being super in on this DLC. And what I wanted to talk about briefly was my like approach to this DLC. When the game came out, I crushed through Xenoblade and it was like 60, 80 hours. Like there was a ton of time put into Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And I didn't jump into the DLC right away, which had started being released. I wasn't getting it as it was, you know, dumped out to me in four waves. So the first wave was some sort of, like, challenge map. The second wave was a downloadable character and some extra, like, roguelite elements. And then the third DLC was another new character. And what I did was I jumped on and grabbed the entire expansion pass about a week before the fourth expansion pack, which is the full story-based DLC, came out and then played the base game through the DLC of the first three waves, kind of leading up to the release of the fourth, so that I was a bit more fluent with like the gameplay and the menuing system, which ended up working out really, really well. It was a little bit of a you know tough first hour hopping in and figuring out where I was at, on yeah. the base game but once i was like rolling i was able to transition into the full story based dlc like a fucking champion and i ended up having just the best time are you familiar with how the dlc worked for xenoblade 2 do you know about like the torna golden company have you ever seen that game on shelves yes i've seen it on shelves but like was it like so a, was it a standalone dlc Correct, exactly. It was part of the season pass, one of their DLC packs, similar to this one, but it was also, uh, the DLC pass was 30 bucks if you bought the game, or you could buy it standalone and play that game, which is its own adventure, for 40 bucks, which has like a physical version and its own standalone DLC on the store. This one is only available as Xenoblade 3 DLC. I'm not sure if like Torna didn't meet expectations or the juice wasn't worth the squeeze there, or it could, I guess, happen after the fact, but... I think it's worth noting that it is slightly different than the way that they handled DLC for the previous game. Nonetheless, this shit is such a fucking slapper, man. I had such a good time hopping back into this world, as you can fucking imagine. I mean, obviously, I'm a pretty big uh, Xenoblade fan, and it being my game of the year last year, it was really nice to get a sequel, but still have an idea of what was going on in this game. Where it did fall short for me was that... Yeah there was really a huge reliance on being super fluent in the story beats of Xenoblade 1 and 2. So this was very much a sequel, not only to Xenoblade Chronicles 3, but also 1 and 2, to the point of Rex and Shulk, the protagonists that you play as in those yeah. first two games, are playable characters in the third game, in the third game's DLC. 
I'm not even going to ask how this all connects because I know it would be like a giant rabbit hole to dive it's a f- into. Dude, it is JRP anime bullshit. It is so hard to follow. I fucking love it. It does such cool things. It's such an awesome story and they nailed it. But like to, I, for me to try to explain it or something like that or try to like rationalize it, you got to yeah. be on you got to be on board for the ride. You have to have really follow this thing. And some of it I'm honestly always... was lost on me. Go ahead. Well, I, I'm just always so amazed that you love this kind of stuff in games, but you refuse to watch anime. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a time commitment thing because, dude, oh my god, this fucking shit hits so hard and it's so good. I played it. It was about 24 hours in length for me, all said and done, which is like okay. that's the that's the same amount of time that you would put into like a lot of games. I beat Jedi Survivor I mean, two that, hours quicker than that. I mean, that's how much time I put into. I think Dead Island 2 and the platform yeah, and everything. So. For sure. Uh, yeah. But good like, God. So the way that this game, if I'm doing like a very brief description of what this game is, is it takes place eh, 100-ish years after Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And the main character is a brand new character named Matthew, who, without going too crazy here, is Matthew. like one of my favorite fucking video game protagonists ever and this might be an anime thing because I don't see it very often in games so for me to see it here I was so Wait, amped off Matthew? of it no he's a fucking idiot he's just uh. like he's just like not 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 like an insulting like real idiot he's just kind of like a I don't know the other three protagonists from the three slow. games a little slow, just a little stupid and written in that way. Like, one of his Dude. tropes is that, like, he oversleeps all the time and shit like that. Just, like, really dumb shit. You would love Final Fantasy Origin. Because oh, I know. Jack Garland. Oh, they're all idiots in that game. Yeah, uh, but this guy is surrounded by a, a bunch of really great characters that are, like, established. Yeah. And uh, it was just really interesting. He's just very uh, solved with his fists and not his, his head. And just super fun and hilarious and made me laugh more than I was expecting to um, playing through the game. But as far as gameplay goes, this thing is super, super tight. And I was really surprised at how many systems changed from Xenoblade Chronicles 3 over to the Future Redeemed DLC. The core of the gameplay is still there. You're still doing attacks and auto attacks the same way. But all of your progression and leveling up is done very, very differently. It's much more abridged and straightforward as opposed to going down different paths and leveling things up via like synergy. That is something we yeah. talked about quite a bit for Xenoblade Chronicles three. I really loved their level up class system. Um, that's non-existent here. Everyone's locked into a class and you have a set amount of skill points to play, to spend on what's not even really skill trees. It's more just like a couple of blocks worth of skills that you can acquire throughout the game. And you're on a much more linear path, but for something that is more story focused and less, you know, building yourself a hundred plus hour RPG. Uh, I think it fit and it was really, really nice. It created like a really nice, concise experience for me. Um, the story is the last thing that I really want to like dig in on as far as like the actual ending. I think I've heard some people talk about it being a little bit underwhelming for them being that, it does kind of raise more questions as opposed to giving answers for the remainder of the Xenoblade series and it being yeah. what's essentially a finale to a trilogy that's supposed to wrap things up for everything. It, oh, yeah. I was, I was about to say is this is the end, isn't it? Like this is. Yeah. The end of yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, 
it's the end of this trilogy. Whatever's next will probably not be called Xenoblade Chronicles 4. You know what it'll I mean? Called, that kind of thing. It'll be called Xeno... It could be something else. There's Xeno, Xeno Gears and Xeno Saga. It could Xeno, be... Xeno yeah. Land. Yeah, if it's Xeno Land, I'll pay you... I'll buy you the game. And then you'll have okay. no excuse not to play it. Okay, fine. But a really good time. Really great game. I can't sing its praises enough. Um, especially the stuff that was not lost on me as far as the lore goes it hit fucking perfectly and when i dug in after the fact you know went to wikipedia and read the reddit and stuff like that as people filled in the blanks i was actually uh even more sold than i was before so great time with xenoblade chronicles 3 it has moved on to my game list it is now my second favorite game of the year what are you shaking your head at nothing nothing bro. 20 i spent more time in that than survivor and that made my list too you ready to talk about Jedi Survivor? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have... I don't want to... Oh, what? How do I phrase this? I am ready to talk about Jedi Survivor, but I do think our chat during the spoiler discussion was so complete, I don't have much to say. Um, mm-hmm. It is a good game. Um, yeah. A very good game. If you enjoyed Jedi Fallen Order, you will enjoy this game. If you did not enjoy Fallen Order, I don't think you'll enjoy this game because all it does is improve yeah. on Fallen Order. Um, I say it improves in every single aspect except for performance. Currently, at least, they are pushing patches. Um, the patch that I got the other day actually helped a little bit, so that's good. Um, man, this game is just it's Star Wars, dude. It, this is the it most is Star Wars a game can be, I feel like. It has it has gags. It has serious moments. Um, it's just so fun. I love it. The lightsaber combat is so pleasing to me. It's mm-hmm. probably the best lightsaber combat there has ever been in a game, and uh, I can't get enough of it. I'm currently grinding for platinum, and I I have like my goals for platinum that I need to accomplish, mm-hmm. but I'm not even doing them. I'm just running around like the open world i see like a door that i've not been into yet and i just go in there and explore because it's a good time i love this game this is uh one of the one of the best if not the best star wars game ever made in my book yeah i think it's up there i think it might be my second favorite star wars game ever made uh maybe third I really like Jedi Academy quite a bit, and my favorite Star Wars game is the very first Force Unleashed. And I think I'm not as hot on this as you, but also I'm extremely hot on it. What it really comes down to for me is there are a couple story beats that we should talk about in a full spoiler conversation that don't exactly click for me the way that I would have liked them to. Um, But all things considered, such a fucking fun game, such a great experience, and such a really cool thing to progress through like the the thing is that there's no like individual weak point of jedi survivor you know it's really yeah. firing on all cylinders across the board so the gameplay is fun the exploration the puzzle solving is satisfying the combat is a fucking joy the story so is good. so authentically star wars like you were saying um and you know like all good star wars things it's fucking divisive. That's how Absolutely. it works. <laughs> um, so I am, I am still like honestly, really, really hot on it. I would say like if I was giving this thing a rating, it would be like a nine, nine point five. It's just that we're in the era of fucking tens for me, and I just, yeah. just, it's, 
just barely missed the mark there. But again, for more, I, uh, you, you know where to find the extra stuff. What are you going to say? Yeah, I, I would give this a 10. Um, a 10 is not a perfect game for those of you who are about yeah. to hold up your pitchforks. It's not a perfect game, but it is a masterpiece in my book. Uh, and I will cherish this game going forward. I love yeah. it. And, it and was, obviously something to say about like performance for people too this is you know assuming yeah. that they work out all the bugs and you know somebody yeah. who had a less than desirable experience playing through it due to performance is probably going to find it impossible to give it a, a score as high as either of us did so you know there is at least for now or you know depending on how you think about it shipping in product that's not in ready to play condition for all people uh you know it, it might it might be a big asterisk that you have to have there forever so yeah you only get I one had, game launch man unless you're multiverses dookie, dookie performance through a lot of this um mm -hmm. it was terrible um but regardless of the performance like you you know i'm someone who like if i don't have my 60 frames i'm unhappy mm -hmm. um i did not have that for a lot of this but i could not put it down so yeah take that for what take that for what it is it's a good game and if you're interested in a spoiler chat check out our other our other podcast i guess spoiler yeah or other recording check it Agreed. out it's good it was a good Agreed. conversation a good conversation i played some weird shit man i got a weird month for games i'm bringing yeah, weird stuff to the do. table and i'm going to start it off with crash team rumble a game that is better than it has any business being. <laughs> I've made fun of this game very publicly on this show multiple times, and I honestly think it's probably going to review universally at about a 6.5, if I were to guess. That bad? Yeah, I think it's not for everybody. I think it doesn't have much... You gotta remember, Redfall's at a 6.5 right now, so... Yeah, I think it'll be right about there. I don't okay, know. Maybe, okay. maybe not. Maybe it'll be like a 7.5. If I was a betting man, I would probably bet like a 68 meta score for Crash Team Rumble just because it does everything fine, but it's just like what it is. I just don't know if it needs to exist. It's it's for me, but the whole time that I was playing Crash Team Rumble, I was like, it's for me, but I'm really weird. Who else is it for? <laughs> like, yeah. does that make sense? You know, just to like yeah. be super self-aware about how like I am into a third-person platforming combat MOBA essentially mm -hmm. that costs $30 minimum I don't know if the rest of the world is so it's a really tough one to talk about in great detail but have you seen any previews for this for this no I've not I didn't even know it was like out right now or like the beta or whatever it is just the beta so the beta has opened and closed it was for pre-orders only it was very much a uh, closed beta but it was super, super fun, man. The gameplay is almost as tight as like any of the Toys for Bob stuff that has been done recently with the Crash Bandicoot Trilogy remake or Crash yeah. Bandicoot 4. It really feels nice to control Crash and surprisingly to control the other characters. There are five playable characters in the beta, all of them playable as well, which is really nice. Different kind of archetypes you can be a scorer or a defender or you know a blocker there's all sorts of shit going on but i was really impressed with how different each of the classics uh each of the classes field and i had a fucking super fun time unlocking shit for them like the cosmetics were cool the problem is is that you can't get the 30 dollar price tag out of your head 
Like it does feel like if this game is going to have a fighting chance, it needs to free be to free. They need all the fucking players that they can get. Like I, I wish that it was going to hit PlayStation Plus, but I mean they're already charging for pre-orders to close a beta. I assume that's not fucking happening. Um, which is tough. Which is tough. I th- I feel like the game is destined to fail. When I when I posted, I posted a video of it on my uh, YouTube page where I, you know, played the opening moments of the demo and then I streamed it later. And when I hopped on the stream, I did this little bit where I was like, the year is 2024, June. A tweet from Toys for Bob. Attention, sorry, Crash, Crash Team, Team Rumble, Rumble community. Has... <laughs> like, it... in support for Crash Team Rumble. After, after yeah, and what long... I said was, you know what? If it's only going to last a year, let's make it a good fucking year. And it feels like I'm going to have eight really fun hours with Crash Team Rumble's retail version. And I'm excited to fucking talk about it in June when it shifts. So, okay. Uh, walk, don't run to Crash Team Rumble. <laughs> sure. I guess is what I would say about that game. Really, really interesting. Um, you played probably the fucking surprise of the year so far. For me, yeah, I think it was the surprise of the year so far. Uh, this Dead Island, Dead Island 2 was supposed to be bad. Everyone said so. Uh, yeah. I, I'm i literally like, I am so surprised. So I, I picked it up the day it came out, and I was like, you know, this game's probably not going to be that good. Mm-hmm. It's been through three developers. It's been in development for 10 years. They've restarted however many times. I went into this fully expecting to play a bad game and a broken game. I had a wonderful time with this game, and I will say, I experienced zero bugs the entire time. Just pure polish. I Mm. had perfect performance the entire time, and zero bugs. This game came out in a better technical state than Jedi Survivor did, which is kind (laughs) of sad. Uh, It's kind of sad, but it's so good. It is a beautiful game, Um and you're kind of going, there are 10 different like small maps that you go to throughout the story and you can revisit them and do whatever. Um, I love that, like, dude. Yeah, it's just small, like contained maps that's not too overwhelming. You have anything uh, you can compare very, it to, like each of those maps in size? Anything like uh, Universal? Dishonored, honestly. Like the size of the Dishonored maps. They're very oh, like yeah. small but dense. Okay, um, sure. They're very dense. You can go in like almost every door. Um, mm-hmm. Like they're, they look lived in. Like they're very well designed mapped. The yeah. maps, the designers here just went crazy. Refreshing um, not to play a big ass open world and to get those denser environments. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It was, it, this was like the perfect like palette cleanser for the big open worlds that I'd been playing. Um, because I, you know, I was gone last month, so I kind of worked through a little bit of my backlog. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. get to it, but I played Forspoken, and this was the perfect contrast to Forspoken. I adored this game. It's just like goofy hack and slash chopping up zombies, um, mm-hmm. but it, it's good. It's fun, and uh, I had a wonderful time playing it. It, it. it does a really good job of having like environmental hazards um so there's like you can put electricity on your blade or you can put fire on your blade or um corrosive thing yeah kind of you can craft Mm. it um 
and they do a really good job of making like environmental hazards fun. There will be bottle, there will be like canteens of water sitting around, and you can pour the water in a line and attract zombies over the line. But you can smack it with your electrified sword, and it will shock all the zombies and kill them. And there's just all sorts of things like that. You can uh, do that with fire. You can uh, knock zombies. You can drop kick zombies into a a, a pool of acid, and it will just eat yep. them away. I had a wonderful time with this game. It's silly. It's goofy. It's not that long. I got to platinum in like 22, 25 hours. Um, Xenoblade numbers. Second of it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I loved every second of it. And I think this game deserves more credit than it was given by the yeah. critics. It doesn't do anything revolutionary. It doesn't. Right. It doesn't do anything new. It doesn't evolve that much on the original Dead Island back from 2012, 2013. Yep. But I'm okay with that because it's fun. It's simple and it's fun. And if you enjoyed the first one, you'll enjoy this one. Uh, also, it has co-op that is actually pretty good. I played with some randos in co-op and it was a good time. Nice. Very cool. This game is a good game. It. I, I don't think, I will say, paying $70 for this might be a stretch for some people. And I get that. Wait for a sale and you'll, uh, you'll, you'll love it. It's, it's good. Yeah. It's very good. That's a fair criticism to have on a game. Yeah. Shit's expensive it, these days. It is, it is. Um, it's good. I, I, I had such a good time with that game. So much so, it has entered the top five in my, uh, my game of the year list. Spoilers. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. I've got a really weird one to talk about. A game that is both so good and so bad. And a game that I thought about putting on my stinkers list, but I am like not done with either. We've talked kind of about this quite a bit, and it's Disney Speedstorm. So Disney Speedstorm is tough not to compare to Disney Dreamlight Valley. Did you play any Dreamlight Valley? No. Okay, what's important to know about Dreamlight Valley and Speedstorm is that they are both games that are currently in early access. Although Dreamlight Valley has been out for like eight months, Speedstorm just entered the same way and they are both now in the same position where they are both free-to-play games that are developed by Gameloft for Disney. They are published and then put out for money right now while in early access, but planned to be available to the public when they get their full quote unquote retail release in that Can I once complain the game... about that really quick? Sure. Don't call a game free to play if it's if there's no free to play option on release of early access. Like Yeah. My Allie, Allie, for example, she's not she's not like a big gamer like I am. She saw that Disney Dreamlight Valley was coming out and she said, Oh, it's free to play, and she was so excited to play it. And then she's like, how do I play it without paying money? And I'm like, you can't. You have to wait for like a year and a yeah. half. And she was so upset about that because she doesn't yeah. want to pay for it. It's like, don't think, label it free to play if it's not free to play yet. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to to grapple with because there's really no way to do it because you can't say you can't not say it too and then put it out like Crash Team Rumble. Like that's re that's what you end up getting is that we would be talking about this game the way that we would talk about Crash Team Rumble right now and the Crash Team Rumble isn't even out is yeah. I would say that this game is not worth $30, but you need yeah. to say that this game is planned to be free to play at which point you have that buzzword and you got to kind of run with it. Um but what's interesting about Dreamlight Valley is that that game is barely free to play. Like or extremely free to play. I got in there and it has not nickel and dimed me at all. I've bought battle passes, but I get those battle passes essentially back in the currency that they gave me for getting the founders pack. And there's now an in-game store, but it's very inoffensive as far as like the cosmetics that it offers and how much they cost. And 
if you would ever need them. Plenty of content available in that game. Disney Speedstorm, on the other hand, is a fucking free-to-play nightmare. This thing is riddled with microtransactions and energy meters and currencies, and it, it takes a pretty... I guess at this point, tried and true mobile game standpoint, you guys all know exactly what I'm talking about, where you look at the top of the screen and there's eight different fucking like eight icons. Different, you yeah, have 75 out of 80 of these that you can hold. You've got 16 fucking racer tickets. You've got 20,000 blue bucks and you've got fucking 22 gold coins. And if you want to unlock the next racer, you can go and spend 12 gold coins to have a 0.3% chance of getting the racer you want and a 7.8% chance to get a turbocharger for Mickey's cart. Like, it is really, really fucking bad. And everything is all tied to these minute increases in, like, cart and racer performance and level where if you want to upgrade, you need five of these parts and you can only get these parts by getting them on the store or by racing race world four, like competition nine. Do you know these types of games where they kind of have you going back to do like specific things to achieve? It is, no. it is really shitty. The good news is, yeah, is when you load I'm... up that game to race a fucking race. Mm. Disney Speedstorm is sick as hell, bro. <laughs> it's fucking sick as hell. I'd recommend it to you. You like racing enough that you would have a fucking good time. There's enough marketable characters. You would play Possibly. it with your girlfriend. You would have yeah. a fucking fun time with free-ass Disney Speedstorm with online play. Like, it's it's right. really fucked because I played the closed beta for this game months back, and I kind of said the same thing. And one of my big gripes was that the game kind of feels slow, but it's a very, a, very much like a boost-based racer. So your regular rate of pace is probably only gone at for you know thirty percent of the time. The other seventy percent of the time, it is you boosting around corners or hopping over jumps or holding down your boost meter and really just having a fucking blast. So. I really dig the actual racing. The sense of speed is there. The graphics are better on PS5 than Mario Kart 8. It's I get it. The hardware is obviously way different, and it's a much newer game, but it's the point of comparison that you have to make. Because, honestly, yeah. Mario Kart 8 pops. Like It's got nice colors and graphics for what the Switch is capable good. of. Um, but this yeah. game really does look excellent with that cartoony effect. Uh, you know, it's got modern sensibilities that you don't have in Mario Kart. Like when it's raining on the track, you get those splashes and like water droplets on the screen and things like that. There's particle effects left and fucking right. Uh, there's a really cool mechanic for shortcuts where you actually like grind your car. Like it would, like you would do in like a Tony Hawk game or like a BMX game or something, or, you know, fucking Fortnite or <laughs> any ratchet and clank that you've ever played where like, you'll see like a grind rail and you'll hit that and it'll bring you on like kind of an automated, um, shortcut where you have to maintain your balance to maintain your speed. Super fun addition to the game. Same stuff with like Mario Kart boosting around corners, boosting off of jumps um, and then uh, I think an even more robust item system arguably less less items on the surface that are shared between characters but each character also has a signature move which I think is a pretty hot ticket uh, each one is like unique which they used to have in like Mario Kart Double Dash and shit like that, but they've gone away with in more recent Mario Karts. Uh, so really, like Disney Speedstorm is such a mixed bag. I would say absolutely do not spend money on this. I'm happy that I did. I'm sitting on all the currency. I've done no microtransactions or anything like that. 
I guess I'll wait until the full release at this point for the type of game that it is and what it has to offer me right now. I can't say that I'm regularly checking it as one of my, like, gotta scratch off the daily type games just because the progression has put me off so much. If they figure that out and change something, might be really fun. But as of right now, kind of waiting for that next big push that they have for, like, an update or something along those lines. Walk! Yeah. Don't run! <laughs> That's, like, the fucking theme yeah. with a bunch of these games that I was playing this month. Really, really um, some weird shit. While while I'm thinking about it, I also want to complain one more time about sure. this whole. Uh, we love complaints. This whole like uh, not free to play, free to play stuff. I was at Walmart yesterday, and in the Switch section, I saw you know how they sell like digital Switch games, but on the cards. Sure. Yeah. They were selling Dreamlight Valley on those cards, and I'm sitting there thinking. When this finally does go free to play, how many people are going to swing by here and spend 30 bucks or however much it is on this card thinking that they're going to get a game that it's already free to play? Like, why? I just do I not actually, like So I do have the answer to that. I hate to be like a fucking bubble burster and be like, well, actually, but uh, I work at GameStop. They get a when... pre-order bonus. <laughs> they get extra stuff. I worked, and, at, I worked uh, at GameStop when I was a kid. No, no, it's even more factual. You're going to hate it. I worked at GameStop when I was a kid, and it was when they were rolling out, like, Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, like, microtransactions, POSA cards, P-O-S-A, point-of-sale activated cards, and yeah. uh, they'll, they'll manually turn that shit off. But what they will do, absolutely, is they will still send, like, a new card so that well, you'll go to check that out and even with the fucking shitty clerk that got the recall for it didn't pull it off the shelf yeah. when you go to scan it in they'll be like don't sell this to people it's not like a thing well, good. anymore I, I hope I hope that works because but you know what they're gonna do still... is they're gonna instead they're gonna take those off the fucking map and they're gonna send they're them three in... new cards that are 20,000 gems 50,000 yeah. gems and 100,000 yeah. fucking gems it's gonna gems. be the V-Bucks cards <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah. <laughs> that's how they fucking get you Dude, I is... saw also at Walmart there's like it was like an $80 V-Bucks card, but you got like 100,000 V-Bucks. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, That dude. was a or, ton of V-Bucks, bro. Listen, uh, it would only make sense to transfer this. <laughs> I bought some fucking V-Bucks, so, yeah. bro. <laughs> I, I, I may have bought some as well. I bought uh, some fucking V-Bucks, bro. Yeah. Man, every time I hop into Fortnite, I'm reminded on why it's like the most popular game on the fucking planet. And... I get even more respect every time from like a development standpoint over at like Epic Games and fucking Donald Mustard and everyone working on the Unreal Engine and just like Epic's doing some shit, man. Like, and they are gigantic, but they don't have like a real shit heel reputation. I think their reputation right now would maybe be like they're kind of tryharding. Right? Yeah. Like, wouldn't you say that's like the biggest knock? Like, with the Epic Game Store and like the platform in which they're trying to push, it's been like, all right, we get it. You're trying to make a name for yourself out there. And I think they've been doing it, man. Like, Fortnite's sick. <laughs> it's good, man. It's good. I... It's good. It's fun. And they've got an event that tugs at my fucking heartstrings. Prequel. Prequel era Star Wars content in effect right yeah. now. You can go and you can buy Anakin Skywalker. You can buy Padme Amidala. You can buy a pair of clone troopers. Most importantly, tell them about the fucking battle pass. Oh, you get there's like a individual event battle pass, very similar to how Destiny does it, and you can get Darth Maul at the end of it, at the end of the paid version. So naturally, I paid for it. Uh, and me and Jake have been yeah. playing Fortnite to try to get Darth Maul because we love Darth Maul. 
yeah it's such a cool way to like not alienate players if there's like a collaboration event that interests you which if i'm being quite honest i've been kind of playing some fortnite on the side leading up to this and didn't even know I that this part it. was coming level 100 bro. whatever bro fortnite is good You're but already level 100. it is it is a good game plan and i'm sure they're making a fortune of money to instead of having you come back and be like here's your event you can hop in at the middle of a season and try to get to level 100 and do all your dailies and shit like that or give you an option where here is a short-term battle pass the battle pass is 15 days like hey if you want to make a two-week commitment to play fortnite again for a little while with some of your favorite characters and earn in the process some really dope cosmetics you've got a really tiny runway in which you can do that which i think is just like well yeah. executed i just want to say um destiny did it first they've been doing this for a couple of years with all of their events so because currently right now in destiny they have the guardian games going on and i have yeah i have my fortnite mini battle pass that i'm working on and my destiny mini battle pass for the guardian games so, nice yeah nice but no it's it's great it i'm works subtracting well. it that from your destiny two minutes it's your oh, destiny God. one minute and 40 seconds it, it doesn't it doesn't push people out like i don't feel like i have to get all the way to 100 on the battle pass like i did when darth vader was there i'm still pissed i missed out on darth vader i got busy that season and didn't get to 100 on the battle pass but um, yeah no vader for me either yeah it's great i got, it's great. I got destiny, wolverine or destiny oh that's nice i have i feel I like a lot of people do because that was like peak pandemic uh mm -hmm. battle pass where like if you if you got shut into your home for weeks and weeks and you were doing indoor activities for months and months like a good human uh then you were playing fortnite battle pass that was like the oh, marvel collab boy. i was not in my house because i was out working in healthcare. so all right gamer so, you know Thank you. you think you're better than me <laughs> yeah man i'm an essential <laughs> worker bro <laughs> essential worker um oh i've got well i've got level 100 wolverine that has the logan skin and sometimes i play as him and i say bub a lot on voice bub. dude that's hey, so bub. good i i have uh moon knight i have moon mm. knight uh doctor strange and the prowler so those oh, yeah. are my favorite ones yeah yeah um fortnite good fortnite good. fortnite good fortnite fun fortnite has not only cosmetics but also in-game implementation on this collab too where there's like characters across the map and fucking force powers that you can use and lightsabers you can pick up and uh before we switch subjects i just think it's really important to note that if you buy the padme outfit you can edit the style and have it be the slashed Padme outfit from episode two so that her midriff is exposed and it's the kind of thing that turns boys to men when they see Attack of the Clones for the first time and it's a pleasure to have in my repertoire of Fortnite stuff I don't see myself playing as anybody else other than these couple characters ever again alright big one for you and an interesting one one that I've heard a lot about and wish I was into but I think it's too scary for me. You've been checking out Dredge. Dude, uh, I got the platinum on Dredge. Dredge is a wonderful game. Uh, it's, very, it's a very interesting indie. Uh, you go fishing, a bunch of fishing mini games, and at nighttime things get scary, and these like Eldritch Horror um, Lovecraftian monsters attack, I guess. Uh, right. It's got very like, right, Lovecraftian right. vibes to it. Uh, 
fish are weird. You, sometimes you catch mutated fish and it's gross. Um, fish are but it's weird. Got kind of like a Wind Waker art style. Um, tug it, putting your little like tugboat around. Um, it's a good game. I, there's not much to say about it. It's it's got like a inventory system like Resident Evil Four. When you catch fish, you have to put it in there, and you gotta when your boat gets full, you gotta take it back and sell them all. You can upgrade your boat. Uh, it has an interesting story. I really like the story to it, but I don't want to spoil anything about it because I think the end it really pays off. It's a good game. It, it's it, it's kind of like it, it when you see it, you'll instantly know if you're into it or not. Yeah, it's, is the fishing fun? Yeah, I mean they're they're like five or six different variations of a pretty simple fishing mini game. Some of them's like there's this radial wheel and you gotta press the button when it's in the green, or there's one that bounces back and forth that you gotta press the button when it's in the green, or there's like a circle that shrinks and you gotta press it when it matches the size of the other circle. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all very uh, simple but fun. It's a, it's a good game. I really enjoyed it. Seems really fucking cool. Um, yeah, but I think it would scare me, right? Yes. Yeah, it's like yeah. creepy, and it's not like it's realistic creepy, but I think it just has like scary and spooky atmosphere all the time. Yeah, like sometimes, uh, uh, well, you're going at night, right? And you have like a like a mental meter or whatever, um, and if you stay out too late, things will start to attack you, and you'll see like a boat in the distance, and it's coming to you, towards you full speed, going to hit you, and then when it gets closer, you see it's like a giant angler fish that's coming to chomp on you, and it chomps on your boat when you get attacked you your inventory space is damaged so you lose like a random inventory slot and anything that was in that slot gets thrown overboard so your engines also occupy your inventory space so if it knocks out your engines you move slower so it's harder to get back to the the dock to repair your engines um it would scare you probably but Mm -hmm. it in like the the stress of it, you lose pretty quickly when you realize, like, it's not really that bad. I mean, if you die, you reload, like, 20 seconds before. Like, not that far before, but it's a good game. I It's it's an indie that's pretty, like, really blown up recently. I'm surprised how much yeah. coverage it's gotten. I've heard um, Game of the Year talk from a lot of people. If it's up their alley, it's supposed to be fucking awesome. It's great. I, I don't think it's a Game of the Year game. Um, but, it again, this was a palate cleanser after uh, Forspoken for me. And this was just a wonderful indie experience. I think I spent like 20, 25 hours with it to get the platinum. So that's a fucking it's good. game. That's good a fucking game. game. Yeah. Good shit. Um, I got to dig in to Street Fighter Six, dude. And let me tell you, talking about goatee opportunities, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's yeah. up there. It looks fucking awesome. Did you get to play the demo? You don't really care. No. I did not, no. Right? You're not playing Street Fighter? No, I'm not. Full version? Okay. No. I am, for sure. I pre-ordered the game, in fact, after watching. They did a uh, Street Fighter event where they announced and shadow dropped a demo for Street Fighter. And I'll talk about what I played and what was at the event because there was actually more in the demo than I expected. The demo wasn't just, hey, you can play as Ryu and Ken and fight each other although it did have that. It also had a demo of the third-person open world, which was so fucking cool. Have you seen previews for this? No, I, I mean, I've seen it in the trailers, but I've not watched any coverage on it. So it's like a full-on third-person RPG element, talking to NPCs, challenging people to fight, 
um, following a storyline, interacting with existing characters from the Street Fighter franchise, and just kind of giving you like a pretty beefy single player reason to play what is primarily and, you know, at its core, a multiplayer game. Um, really impressed with the suite of features that it has. As far as like a, two, like a 2D fighter goes, essentially, I don't know what's missing that you could possibly want from Street Fighter that's not currently available. Um, yeah. There is obviously a pretty robust multiplayer aspect to it. And... In the demo, you couldn't play online, but there has been a beta for it, which has been pretty nice, yeah. apparently, as far as, like, actually fighting with, you know, other players online. It's all done through what I think is really, really interesting. It's done through a fucking hub world. So, not a like, hub world. Like That's the wrong Splatoon? way to say it. The, less than Splatoon. It's not even, like, a hub world. It's, like, a literal hub, I guess. Like, it is a oh. multiplayer lobby i guess visualized like and it has a bunch of little arcade games where you can walk around with your created character which is a whole different conversation holy fuck the character creator in this thing is incredible i made the most cursed man he was gigantic I saw your tweet yeah my gigantic my yeah. my character oh and the cool part the character creator excuse me my character creator makes it from the demo into the real game. It's the full character creator. So I created the Senator. I was helped by chat, but he is a combination of a Senator and a Centaur. He is the Senator. Oh, so it's just like uh, Saints Row 4, right? What's exactly that? Like or I'm sorry, Saints Row Remake. Saints Row Reboot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. With the character creator on the side? Yeah. Somewhat. But this is pretty good <laughs> in comparison <laughs> um yeah. so i bring that over and you can take your character and you go into this lobby for the multiplayer thing so it's your created character that's sort of i guess your avatar in this scenario and in this lobby it's this like futuristic high-tech room there's little arcade machines and at these arcade machines you can sit down with other players in the lobby to play street fighter against each other and that's how the kind of lobby system is handled which is really fucking interesting super cool then you can also sit down and play other Street Fighter games. You can play things like uh, Street Fighter 2 and uh, some of like the 2D side-scrolling stuff. All sorts of shit. All from this hub. So really, really comprehensive stuff. And the actual World Tour mode was just so much fun, dude. It's so cheesy. The story is ridiculous. It is just looking like a packed fucking video game they also announced at the event the first wave of dlc which has mostly new or unremarkable characters except for akuma akuma i don't know how to say his name exactly but he's obviously a gigantic deal in street fighter wasn't on the core cast list probably the most discussed and most wanted character but uh we're getting him wave one dlc good shit street fighter june 2nd June 2nd, so depending on when we record our next game list, I might be talking about the full version of Street Fighter 6 next time we record. So That'd be good. I, uh, I'm excited to hear you talk about it. I'm not going to check it out myself, but I'm excited to hear what you have to say because, yeah. you know, yeah. it's a big game. So Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is, and it's a fucking good game. Like I really think that there's going to be a case for it being like the best Street Fighter since Street Fighter 2 or Third Striker. Whatever your last favorite Street Fighter is, I would say 4 and 5 have been pretty divisive on like, if you're talking best Street Fighter of all time, I don't think those two games 
have a horse in the race. I think it's going to be for most people some version of two or some version of three, probably third strike. And for Street Fighter Six, it looks like it might be, you know, the really really fucking good one, the big return to form that has something to everybody. It's just a good year for fighting games, man. Like Mortal Kombat 12 is being teased right now. We've got Tekken 8 looks fucking incredible and it's probably going to make it out by the end of the year. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. Enough Street Fighter. We're going to talk about it at length next time we record. I checked out Redfall. Tell me why you aren't playing Redfall because you're supposed to be. I'm not playing Redfall because it doesn't have 60 frames at launch. Uh, and now of all the reasons. Game. And now what? And now because it's not a good game. Now because it's not a good game. Yes, that is indeed the problem. I mean, so this thing is now out there. It's being reviewed. Review copies went out like a day before release, so there's a lot of reviews in progress. The general consensus is that Redfall is just not a very good fucking video game and that it's not very impressive. It doesn't do anything wholly original and that it is just like as some of its parts just not really worth much time or interest and i jumped in and i just wanted to get a feel for it i'm a game pass subscriber so it cost me fucking nothing but my time i gave it what i thought it was deserving of which was about 45 minutes i played through the first like vampire in the tutorial a little bit of the open world and oh man it's just boring it's it doesn't help that it's not really like my type of game but it's just the visual aesthetic doesn't do it for me the open world seemed interesting but apparently there's not much to find there not my game, man. Makes me Not sad. my kind of game. Um, I mean, I won't dwell on it. I feel like we talked about a lot of this game ramping up to it, and it's just not for me, and we'll be more interested to hear what you think of it when and if you ever get to it. So I guess we'll revisit yeah. it then. Um, it, just, it, it makes me sad because I am a huge Arcane fan, and I have yeah. been for years. Um. And I, I know, like, they can make great games when they're given the chance. Uh, seems like they didn't get a chance to finish this one up. It doesn't seem content complete. It doesn't seem, uh, like, like polished at all. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what happened here behind the scenes, but something good did not happen. Something bad yeah. happened. And oh. we're ending up here, so. Yeah. I, I had a similar experience sad. with... Uh, Minecraft Legends as well, if I'm being honest, where I hopped in there and I wouldn't say that I really had high hopes for it. I thought that it could be something fun to play with my buddies. Just didn't end up really hitting for me. It's a real-time strategy game that I, because of it being a real-time strategy game, I sought it out on PC because I play from, I come from playing Command and Conquer and StarCraft and WarCraft and, you know, all sorts of games that are top-down, isometric view, real-time strategy games that feel right to play with a keyboard and mouse. It's just how I've always known to play them. Yeah. This very much was designed to play with a controller, and though you can play it with a keyboard and mouse, it doesn't work the same way that you would expect a real-time strategy game to play. It's WASD to walk around, right stick, uh, right mouse is basically your right stick where you use it to like look around as opposed to it being like a cursor. So it just right off the bat... It was just, it felt like a neutered version of a genre that I really like. And yeah. it felt a little bit more like, here's a real-time strategy game for people that don't really like real-time strategy games. 
Yeah, so it started like, to lose me. It, it's not a top down. It's like almost like a third person real time. It's like a third person game. action game where you have yeah. direct control of a single individual that gives orders to everybody else. You're kind of playing as like an in real time field general of sorts, you know? Yeah. So I wonder what the just, common denominator between these two disappointments are. I, I'm really curious there. I don't know. I don't don't play games that aren't for you. No, that was a that was a joke. It went over your head. Oh, Oosh. was it Game Pass? No, it was just Xbox as a whole. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, uh, I got I think this game is generally better received than um, Redfall, if we're being quite hey, honest, I, which is unfortunate. Can I just say that uh, that little key art that's right there is mm -hmm. terrible? What is that big black figure there? Like what? What's going on? In that Honestly, key this art is like early right ass key art. I feel like it actually. Oh, I don't even okay. know if. Where it's, I was gonna uh, say like, from. what it's is like going on on that? Art, but I've had it it's just like, I've had it in the layout for so long that I just like uh, after you do game like, list fucking stacks for as long as I have, you realize yeah. that it's not worth pulling your fucking assets every single time, and you should just name your assets the right way so that you can pull them later. So when we do a preview for fucking Minecraft Legends, I'm like, just gonna label it Minecraft Legends so that when I do a review for Minecraft Legends, I can pull that same thing. And if I don't give a fuck enough, then I don't update the asset art. Lifestyle, baby. <laughs> All right, it's time for everybody's favorite segment, or at least Collins, the Destiny two minutes. You have a one minute and forty seconds. Ready, set, go. Uh, Destiny's having their Guardian Games right now. Uh, lots of people are. It's like a Olympics for your competing kind of um between each class. So it's Warlock versus Titan versus Hunter. Uh, Titans are winning right now off the rip because Lance Reddick died and he was the voice of Zavala. So people are like, oh, let's play as Titans. Although he actually mained a warlock and I'm a warlock. So I'm going to keep playing as my warlock because Titans are not fun. Um, yeah, to disrespect yeah, the memory the, of Lance Reddick. Yeah. yeah they have, uh, yeah, uh, they have, um, 20 days to do the seasonal event stuff and grind it out. They've got their little battle pass for it that I've been working on. And it's good. Destiny's good. I enjoy Destiny. But other than that, there's not really much going on in Destiny right now. The seasonal quest line wrapped up a few weeks ago. And um, we're just kind of waiting for the next season. Kind of treading water right now. So I just hiccuped. Um, so we're good. That's, uh, that's oh, about sort of the Destiny 2s. <laughs> Uh, I don't know exactly okay. where I was going with it, but something about like so did Destiny 2's momentum after Lightfall. But uh, uh I mean, that's actually not bad. With... Yeah, yeah, it does. You're right. But I do like to take a little, take a little dump on Destiny 2 whenever I can. Sure, that's true. I played Pokemon Stadium, and I'm unpleased to say I got to take a dump on this as well. I really was excited to play Pokemon Stadium again. Come to find out, a lot of Pokemon Stadium's fun comes from the Nintendo 64 transfer pack and bringing your Pokemon from blue and red into that game to battle with them. Are you familiar with the premise of Pokemon Stadium? Do you know this game well? No. no. Okay, before so back in the day, before there was a billion different Pokemon games, there was only two Pokemon games. Three, Pokemon Yellow, you know how that works. There's like usually like a little extra version. You know Ruby Sapphire... And then you yeah, get sure. Emerald. So there's always like a sure. third version. Nonetheless, that's neither here nor there. 
Pokemon Stadium is a pretty bare bones game, but what it did was it shipped in a big fucking box that had a Nintendo 64 transfer pack included, where you would take your original Pokemon game out of your Game Boy and insert it into your Nintendo 64 controller and then bring your team of Pokemon that you've been training and using into Pokemon Stadium to fight in full fucking 3D for the first time. You gotta understand, before this, we had only seen Pokemon in fucking black and white. <laughs> Is that like really? a ridiculous concept? You know, I think it was so. yeah. It was a Especially it was an original Game Boy like game. Blue and red or whatever when they're still in Yeah, yeah. I mean, even on the Game Boy Color, those just had like the really rough like kind of color graded sprites yeah. added on yeah. top of them. Pokémon Stadium was uh, in some parts the dream of seeing Pokémon realized realistically before. Uh but a lot of that magic came from seeing your little 2D black and white homies come out and be the fucking absolute legends that you knew that they were. That is completely lost in this game. There is no even digital equipment uh equivalent of it either. So when you're playing this on Nintendo Switch Online with expansion pass, you're really missing out on what made Pokémon Stadium special. Uh, uh, last time that you played it, which was fucking 1998 or something like that. Uh, yeah. So, unfortunately, not the best experience. You had to play through what are just battle after battle after battle. There's no story or, like, overworld type of thing. RPG elements. It is very much just, like, a fighting simulator. And you play them with quite literal rental Pokemon. Pokemon that you don't own that you use to fight. So there's really just no, like, commitment there. It does have the multiplayer minigames, which do hold up, and they are a fucking blast. And anybody who wants the hands at Sushi Go Round can fucking get them. But Pokemon Stadium originally... 7.5 out of 10. Pokemon Stadium in 2023, 5 out of 10. Hurts my soul. Now, back around the same time frame, Banjo-Kazooie came out. And Banjo-Kazooie was a 10 out of 10. And guess what it is now? A 3. No, it's like a 9 or so. 9.5 even. It's just a really fucking good 3D platformer. It's rare in their heyday. Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie, Donkey Kong 64, Conker's Bad Fur Day. The Holy Quadrilogy. And I absolutely... Quadrilogy? I mean, no, Trinity. Trinity equivalent. Holy Trinity. What would you call... Holy you wouldn't call it the Holy... No, because that was... You wouldn't call it the Holy Trilogy. Holy You'd call it the Holy Trinity. See? It's hard. This is why I fucking got over it. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Holy... <laughs> Someone's going to tell us. Someone leave it in the comments. Um, I've been playing through Banjo-Kazooie and not just like a little bit either. Like I'm like 70% of the way through that game. I'm almost at one of the last levels before the boss. So really enjoying it, playing it on stream and just really impressed with how tight of a 3D platformer it is. It's tough not to compare to Mario 64. It's more fun to move Mario as a character. I would probably say as far as like the environment goes and like the abilities go, Banjo-Kazooie is a more technically impressive game in a lot of ways. Um, all the way that you okay. like, it almost does like some Super Mario Odyssey type stuff that Mario wouldn't do for a really long time with like transformations where you can go and talk to Mumbo Jumbo who is I'm thinking of very offensive witch doctor that you um <laughs> transforms you into different creatures whether that's like an ant or like a crab or i don't know other fucking things alligator just really really cool great gameplay variety ton of different objectives when you hop in every little world that you get into has like 10 main objectives to complete compared to mario's six and one of the six was always find the five stars just goddamn goddamn banjo kazooie 
you're absolutely crushing, firing on all cylinders. Uh, you hopped back into Citizen Sleeper. Why is this on your list? Because, uh, funny enough, they had DLC. <laughs> oh, no um, shit. So, yeah. Citizen Sleeper had three waves of DLC. There was like Flux, Convergence, and then like Purge, I think. I can't remember what they were called exactly, but uh, it came out on PlayStation at the same time. So all the third episode of DLC dropped and then it came out on PlayStation the next day. So I picked it up on PlayStation, played back through it, completed all the DLC for the first time, and got the Platinum on it. This is one of the best games ever made. <laughs> I adore this game so much. The writing in this game is as good as it gets. Uh, it is a game that makes me extremely emotional just through text and music. Very simple graphics, very simple gameplay loop that's fun. Um... I adore the, I, I like I don't I have a hard time talking about this game because it is so good. It's currently I kind of snuck it onto my game of the year list this year or did I? No, I didn't. Oh, so. I should sleep. I think it's on your game of the year list last year. Oh, it was last year. It was last year. It was like my third or fourth last year. Uh after finishing it was my fifth last year. After finishing all of the DLC, it would probably be higher. It is just a wonderful ending to a wonderful game. Yeah, that's uh, one way to think about have... Citizen Sleeper. And then the other way is I played it for four minutes and turned it off. <laughs> it's one of the best games ever made, and I wish people would play it and give it the credit it deserves. Yeah. Um I made it to the fifth paragraph like of non voiced text until I said maybe not. Oh, dude. It's it's <laughs> like a 20, maybe like 10, 15 hour experience of non-voice text, but it's mm. worth it. Every second is worth it. Um, I'll play it if you read it to me, but you have to do okay. all voices. Well, I thought about streaming it and like reading it, but I was like, my throat would get sore. Yeah, it's my hard, man. Sore when I talk too much. But it's good. I, um, oh, I love it so much. But right now they just released their design work. So I don't know if you know who Lost in Cult is. Um, I think I've seen it pop been, up on like oreo 64 trying to sell me stuff yeah well it. they've been doing like these super like uh stylized video game magazines for a while they have like the lock-on magazine um like in the very first edition they had um oh, cool stuff about like ps2 stuff have you have you ever seen this stuff before i don't think i have oh well it's super like high quality video game like uh i don't know like almost like art like very artistic stylized video game stuff um beautiful magazines i don't unfortunately haven't bought any because they're kind of expensive but uh they have design works for sable which is like a huge um art book with along with other things and then they released they just released yesterday a pre-order for the citizen sleeper design works um and they were trying to reach a goal of seventy-five thousand. now they're just now at eighty-five thousand. so they hit their goal um i will be buying this only reason I haven't is because they got their website was their website was crashed yesterday from all the traffic and they lost PayPal functionality. Um, from all the tra you think Citizen Sleeper fans are crashing websites? Yeah, they actually posted a uh, a photo of the website traffic and then it dropped off instantly where it crashed. All right, fine. So, <laughs> yeah, um, but no, it's uh it's a wonderful game. Wonderful, I can't wait for the design works. I adore this game. And uh, the studio, studio is like one person, really. Um, they're working on another game now. So I'm, they announced it the other day on Twitter. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Just, I just wanted to bring this up to say, if you have not played Citizen Sleeper, give it a chance. 
please. It is one of the best, one of the greatest games I've ever played. Alien Waker. Alien is opposite of Citizen? Oh, I guess so. I think so. Like a like an illegal alien? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Okay. Non non citizen, sure. I think, isn't that? Non yeah, is that I guess that's Or maybe I guess non citizen would be Non citizen. Because alien uh, implies that you're like living you there. Alien Waker, bro. I think I nailed is it. Is it cancelable? I don't know if that's cancelable, but whatever. Oh, possibly. I don't think so. Who knows? Uh, good game. <laughs> right. Play it, please. You I played love it. fucking Forspoken? I did. I finally got around to Forspoken. <sighs> um, okay game. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, you seem to be struggling to pick the right words to describe it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not a bad game. I can't call it a bad game. Um, it's an okay game if you're into it. Uh, I actually kind of enjoyed the story. Um, but I think I've spoiled this before on this podcast, haven't I? Oh, yeah, you have. Have I? Yeah, um, I got the platinum on it. If you're interested in more of my thoughts on Forspoken, I think I talked about it last month. I can't really yeah. remember. But I think I was working on the platinum at that point. Correct. I I say often getting a platinum really shows you like is the game good or not or like how much polish was really put in put into the game. Um there's like 60% of the map that is massive. Like 60% of it you don't even visit in the story. Like mm. it is a massive map uh that I spent so much time doing collectibles on. I spent so much time collecting things to get the platinum and i finally got it and this game was deleted instantly <laughs> uh, i understand it might be for some people it's not for me but yeah. overall okay slash good game right in there somewhere nice yeah i've got a new addiction kind of i've played this game believe it or not i have this game on my phone you play marvel snap yeah bro how much uh not much i mean enough to know how to play it yeah but it's fucking I, I, great i wanted like i wanted like multiplayer like play with my friends against my friends you know you can do that oh you couldn't do that when i played it yeah you can do a friendly match it was added after the fact for sure okay i haven't played it since then because i was like i'm not interested i can't play against my friends so yeah it's so fucking good dude i completed last month's battle pass and i just got this month's battle pass um this month is guardians themed i'm gonna see guardians in theaters tomorrow fucking wild mm -hmm. can't wait um but it's got like a new car gamora and a bunch more planned which i'm really excited for but i just wanted to talk kind of about like my core loop with the game it is a game that is definitely demanding of your time in that if you want to efficiently complete the battle pass you're gonna want to I would say log in a minimum of five or six days a week so that you are able to complete your dailies and com continue progression towards that battle pass. And That's a lot. Mm -hmm. just completing the battle pass quests will not give you enough XP to finish the battle pass, which is what happened to me the p month prior. Um, but it will if you do like I think 75% of the dailies essentially but the game is okay. so fun it's so sound it's getting over the air updates for balance all the fucking time new content trickled in all the time it's got a really fair monetization system I think uh, progression system is slow but rewarding as you do unlock new things just really really fun game that I have found myself 
kind of like starting my gaming time with. Like every time I sit down at the computer, I'll kind of multitask. I'll play Marvel Snap and then sort of decide what I'm going to watch, whether that's a stream or a YouTube video or a movie or whatever the fuck I'm going to be working on. I'm just kind of firing yeah. a couple games of Marvel Snap on. It's kind of how I start my computer ritual these days, and I couldn't recommend it enough. Super fucking fun. Check out Marvel Snap in 2023. It's hitting just right. Dude, do you want a fun a fun fact? Kind of, yeah. Uh, three Watchdog games have been released since GTA Five. There's all sorts of fucking fun stats fact? of things that have happened since yeah. GTA Five. We've had fucking three presidents since GTA Five came out. Nuts. It's crazy. There was a, there was a like a ad that the OG Watchdogs did back in its like marketing. It was like. Two months are enough for Los Santos. Come to Chicago on like November, or whatever. And yeah. uh, there have been a lot of Watchdog games since then. Which, yeah. by the way, I Watch forget Dog that there was actually... a third fucking Watchdogs game. Yeah, dude, I haven't. I've never played it. I don't know yeah. why I have it, but um, the first two were great. I like out X Defiant at all. No, no, too sweaty for me. Yeah, not my not my cup of tea either. I know it went into beta. Some people were into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it seems like it's a cool concept as far as like mashing up those Tom Clancy universes. Like there's like Division, Splinter Cell, Ghost Recon, Watchdogs. It's got all yeah, sorts of. Yeah, you know what of... else is a cool concept is not having a freaking name called X. Hear me out. Crash Bandicoot MOBA. <laughs> uh, dude, I they gotta come up with nuts. better names, bro. X Defiant. Dude, you know what I didn't talk about? I was just thinking about like Ubisoft and Ubisoft. Plus and shit like that, and you're about to talk yeah. about a Ubisoft game. I didn't talk about during Jedi Survivor during this podcast. I talked about it on the spoiler cast about how I played Jedi Survivor, which I think is so cool. Oh yeah, yeah I played yeah. it on PC and I had no performance issues, very small performance issues, a couple glitches and one hard crash, but nothing that I wouldn't expect from basically any PC I play, PC game I play, as far as like my computer specs go. But um, the same way that I did things for. Marvel, Marvel, fucking uh, Need for Speed Rivals last year. Yeah. I just subscribed to a month uh, of EA Need for Play. Speed. You said the name wrong. What's its real name? Oh shit! Unbound. Need for Speed yeah, Rivals is. What the fuck was that? I don't even know if it has a Need for Speed. I don't know either. It probably is. Yeah, it is. Need for Speed Unbound. Uh, but fifteen bucks a month for EA Play Pro, and you get day and date games. So I just grab a fucking month of EA Play Pro for fifteen dollars and seventy some odd cents or something like that, and I have thirty days to beat Jedi Survivor. It took me fucking three. Uh, I was thinking about maybe doing one stream of Dead Space because it's on there, the Dead Space remake. Mm, yeah. So maybe like record Good it game. and then post like a video for it. Like a I mean, Halloween you played the OG so. Dead Space recently, like just yeah, it'd be one cool to right? be cool to do like one stream of this one and compare. Them. It uh, it's not much different, honestly. But I love that. I love that tactic of like. I have no uh, EA's output is abysmal these days. I can't believe they have a subscription service that you would ever fucking use. But yeah. um, just like on a yearly basis, EA is barely putting out enough new games to cover the price of a year subscription of their fucking service. You know what I mean? Like for I guess it's like if you play all of them, it's like 160, yeah. 170 dollars a month, a hundred, 170 dollars a year. If you're not playing three EA games, you're losing money on the deal. As far as brand new releases go, you could more efficiently buy two full price EA games. I don't know. 
But nonetheless, I like that I am able to do that, especially where I have no allegiance to them. It's not like a Game Pass thing where I kind of just always have that going. It's nice to just have a one-time $15, here I'm going to play your game and then I'm going to fucking bail from your service. Like, I don't know. Saved me 55 bucks. I'm into that. It's crazy to me. Like, they can't be making money off of that, right? Like, I think I'm probably the exception and not the rule because most people are like me with, like, Game Pass, where, like, even if I don't play Game Pass for three months, I just fucking pay $45 for it because I'm an asshole. Uh, I don't do that. I cancel I it. If I'm it. not playing something on it, I cancel it. What if I want something? The only, the only subscription <laughs> I What if I need... What if I want to play Fable? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, <laughs> you sure, never sure. know when the fable need might strike. Yeah. Uh, you got one more game to talk about. A game yeah. that I've seen and just, I look at it and I go, yeah, no, not for me. Dude, Anno, it is eight, a... Anno 1800? Good What's game. Anno? It's a city builder. Um, but what's the word like Anno a... mean? Oh, I don't know, actually. Um, is it an acronym? Uh, no. Did you get that? Uh, no uh, good no. shit bro yeah. podcasting um, <laughs> high five um no i i i don't know i don't know what it stands for but it's like actually a long-running series they've had like five or six entries um over the past decade and a half or whatever um this is the most recent one it just now came to consoles and you know me i love playing on my playstation so i had to pick it up uh it is a city builder uh mixed with civilization aspects where there are different civilizations also building cities and you can have treaties with them or you can have trade routes with them uh you can ally with them declare war against them um and it's it's got like a quest line i guess but you can do multiplayer where you play against each other or you can play in the same world and ally with each other uh it's very (laughs) in-depth like it is it is the most in-depth city builder I've played like just in complexity but it's so fun it has a great onboarding ramp I did not feel like I had to look up that many YouTube videos to explain things which I did have to look up a couple some things could be better explained but overall I would say the onboard ramp is fairly smooth for a city builder um I had a great time with it I've played like 10 hours of it I'm going to play more and continue my settlement after all the games die down here in a bit but it's a great game i it's been out for a couple years it's been on pc for a while now so there's like five or six years post launch content uh but you just get the base game for the console version no no extra stuff it's not like a complete edition or anything interesting uh but i'm okay with that because it makes it less complicated off the rip um and it's already complicated enough but it's a great city builder if you really wanted it yeah, if you're into if you're into like civilization uh or frostpunk or something city builder resource management um Oof. this is a great game. I think you should try it out. Now, hear me out. A Crash Bandicoot MOBA. <laughs> I, I hate you. I hate you. It's good. Nano is good. I, uh, oh shit. I love it. Too funny. My game of the year is as follows. Chia and then Xenoblade Future Redeemed. Third is Hogwarts Legacy. Fourth is Jedi Survivor, a new edition. Fifth is, fifth is Theater Rhythm. I took Metroid Prime and Hi-Fi Rush off of my games, as much, uh, off of my list, as much as I was, like, just trying to fill things out. They're just yeah. not really, like, 
games that I see making it. You know what I mean? Like I'm just waiting yeah. for five games to replace them. So I just let them yeah. fall off the end as I was editing my list this time. Uh, these okay. five that I have on here, I feel like could all make it, you know? Okay, that's fair. Uh, my list with number one is Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, still. Number two is Jedi Survivor. That's a new addition. Number three is Resident Evil 4 Remake, which got pushed down a slot. Yeah. Four, Dead Space Remake. Five, Dead Island 2, also nice. a new addition. Surprising how high that is. Uh, six is Lightfall. Seven is Dredge, which is a new addition. Uh, eight, Season. Nine, Metroid Prime. And then 10, Atomic Heart. I'm kind of doing the opposite. Everything I play, I shove it in there somewhere. And yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was yeah. doing. Uh, there, yeah. No, that's not true. I play a lot of garbage. <laughs> there are some things I don't warrant with presents on my list. Yeah, I uh, just put like all the new ones on there that I've played. I get so. that. I get that. Let's talk about some fucking news. Yeah, not much. It'll be a quick one, but it's it's yeah. the There's big some... thing. We we have the the large like mother of all video game stuff coming up in a couple of days, which is Cheers to the Kingdom. I know, dude. So. I know. We're gonna talk about it. Yeah. First, we have to have some bad news. We have to pour one out for our dreams, homies. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, so dreams is their end- Sony's ending support for dreams in September. It's not going to go dead or anything. The game's still going to be up and running. You can still make stuff. They're just going to be stopping like the MPs and uh, continued support. Um, and this came right after. Uh, <clears throat> Right after uh, one of the their like founders, yeah, Media Molecule worked on yeah. Little Big Planet. Yes, worked on um, this. <clears throat> Mahler, Mal, I think I think that's sure. It's really um, shitty situation. This is like one of those conversations too that was like it felt a little bit out of the blue. Nobody was ever really sure what was going to happen with dreams. I think everybody recognized its potential. If you wanted to use dreams as a tool, I don't think it ever had the players that it needed. But one of the things that we always heard about dreams for like the last three or four years was fuck, bring this thing to PC. Let this tool be available to more people. And I feel like it was something that was still people were holding out hope for. And then it was kind of killed off, which I think was maybe always its destiny. If we're being honest, but all things considered, it yeah. feels like it, a... Uh, it should have been on PC a long time ago. And now that the Epic true. tools are out and in the wild much more prevalent, it, it, it's just reaching a dead end. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. sorry, I, it's Kareem Atuni that left. Got and it. He joined, he joined Moon Studios, who made Ori. Oh, um, interesting. Which is led by Mahler. Um, so, got, it, got, yeah. it, got it, got it, got it. Cool. Um, so yeah, tough, tough times. I've had a lot of really good times with dreams. I never once created a single fucking thing with it. I did, however, on many occasions, hop in and search for something and see what kind of cursed creations I could find. And I've had games that I played on there that blow my mind. I remember like a kaiju fighting game that was really fucking good and could have been like, uh, you know, a full priced indie game put out. Um, some Sonic games, fan-made games that yeah. have been better than a lot of Sonic games prior to Sonic Frontiers. Just really dreams, wild variety and cool dreams, stuff. There's always like a community on Twitch, like yes, surfing around. Dude. Every time I stream dreams, people hop in and are like, hey, check out this, 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 this. All super supportive of each other. It's just a naturally collaborative thing. I hope that uh, 
something comes of that. And I think that it yeah. probably, you know, inspired a lot of people. Like, even if this game is something that we never hear of again, probably created a lot of uh, opportunity for aspiring game designers, probably created a lot of new aspiring yeah. game designers that didn't there know they wanted to be. hired into the industry just from yeah. stuff they've created on Dreams. So, Without a doubt. As they yeah. should be. Games yeah, is a great has... tool and a fun game. And uh, yeah, Media Molecule, man, I'm excited to see what changed. they do next. They've Some only done Tearaway, three little Big Planet games, really. Yeah. Sumo did the little Big Planet spinoff. Well, I guess they did that PSP little Big Planet two, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that was never if that was cool licensed out. Nice. They're like you watch the, that Armored Core like trailer, the, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did watch the Armored Core trailer, and uh, it looks good. Looks so fucking I think, good. Like, uh, FromSoft's in a tough spot here because everyone expects Elden Ring, but metal <laughs> like but robot but mecha and that's not what sure. this is at all no but i will say i think it looks more like that than i was expecting because armored core has been around for 20 years at this point a long and time. there are so many of them and somewhat there's some souls dna there as far as like I don't know. A lot of people will tell you. I'll tell you what. I, I did a reaction to the fucking Armored Core trailer. And my fucking ass was getting roasted by Armored Core gatekeepers like you wouldn't believe. Um, but that sucks. it seems like there is a lot of Souls, Armored Core DNA in Souls than people are kind of expecting. And I think that there is, interestingly enough, more similarities in what I saw visuals wise in this trailer than I thought that there would be from like the soul series. So I don't know. I'm cautiously optimistic. It'll probably end up being too complicated for me. I won't be that interested in playing it, but it remains to be yeah. seen. I'll, I'll like Dude, when people get hands on with it. Can I just say this game reminded me that on the PS2 when I was a child, I had a mech game. It could have been Armored Core. Armored Core 3 I was on there for sure. I don't know. That's the problem. I'm try I've been trying to look it up. The one that looks most familiar to me, but I still don't think it's it, is Robotech Battle Cry. No, I know that game's um, cover. It's got a bunch of like bunch of multicolors, but they're all kind of dull. Yeah, I I think this may be it, but I'm not sure. I kinda wanna like load up my PS2 and check the save files to see if there's anything on there. My, because I definitely uh, sold that game at one point. I've played some uh, mech games. The games that I played the most was Mech Assault 2 Lone Wolves, I think is the name of it. It was an Xbox-exclusive mech game. It was a sequel. The first one was good, too. But the second one, way before Titanfall was a thing, had the ability to hop out of your mech and, like, third-person control your character. And it was so oh, fucking really? sick, dude. And it was full Xbox Live at the time, too. I used to play a lot of Mech Assault 2. Really good shit. I... Um, I definitely, um, I have a bunch of like memories from back in the day where I don't really remember. There was like one uh, game where I was flying an airplane and I don't remember what it was called. It was like a futuristic fighter thing. It might've been like an old Ace Combat or something. Sure. Um, but it's like, I have all these memories from when I was a child of games that I played on the PS2 and I just don't remember what they're called. And I desperately want to figure out what oh. game it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, but neither one, the, the reason I think there was a time when I was young that I was like, you know what, I'm just going to sell some of these games that oh, for I'm not sure, good dude. at. I don't have, have 90% of the stuff that I have when I was a kid. I'm so mad I did that because like Me I too. sold the mech one, I sold the the flying one just because I never could 
get very far in them because I wasn't good enough because I was like a child. Yeah. Um. And now looking back, it's like I should have kept those. Why did I? Sell I think those? about like I've like owned a lot of like, like ten bucks, man. I've owned like a lot of rare stuff that I've gotten rid of that really fucking hurts. Like a lot of first party Nintendo games that were like complete in box that I traded in for pennies on the dollar. Just was. Well, we've talked about that before. I've got a good mentality about my traded in games. Every game that I got rid of when I was a kid helped me afford the next game that I played that I became a fan of. You know, there's sure. countless for games sure. that I wouldn't have played if it wasn't See, for giving my up. My problem is that didn't work for me because I sold these PS2 games after PS2 is like obsolete because I kind of missed the entire PS3 generation and the first half of the PS4. Mm. Um, so I just sold them, I think, to buy Legos, <laughs> which I mean, you know. Legos, sure. are, Legos are good, but all those material yeah. things. You got the you got the fucking memory. You got it there. Yeah. Is what it um is. Final Fantasy sixteen had a state of play and it was fucking massive, dude. It was a half hour long, a deep dive into systems and locations and fucking maps and level up systems and NPCs and I feel like it's really not worth recapping. I'd say go check it out if you're on the fence about Final Fantasy 16. I knew I was going to get it, but it was one of those performances where once I saw that fucking state of play, I closed it and I was like, I need to go to the PlayStation Store and just fucking hit confirm on this. I want the money out of my bank account so that fucking Final Fantasy 16 is mine to have on launch day. Truly, it's being overshadowed by Zelda right now, but one of my most anticipated games of the year. I cannot wait to love this game, and I feel like I'm a shoe in to love it. It just looks really fucking great. Really yeah. fucking cool. Um, we don't have to dive in too far. Anything you want to add on Final Fantasy? I mean, I didn't watch this. Surprise! I think this is the first state of play I have never watched. Um, just because I'm sold on it already, I know I'm gonna play it. Uh, I'm excited for it. I'm just waiting. That's that's where I'm at now. I'm just waiting. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like we should talk a little bit, maybe. About Tears of the Kingdom? Yeah. That fucking trailer. Let's not talk about Tears of the Kingdom and all the stuff that's happening and all the state of plays and everything that we're speculating and what's coming out. Let's talk about the fact that it leaked and we are both spoiler-free and avoiding that shit like the fucking plague. Yep. But let's talk about um, what can they we, showed, that final Kotaku trailer. Kotaku real quick? Why? So Kotaku got like blacklisted from uh, Nintendo for like previews and stuff yeah they uh, did that past. to a lot of people yeah well now kotaku starts is reporting on uh leaks they just put out a giant article of like aggregated leaks uh and everybody's hating on kotaku for it and uh, i don't very, read like, kotaku spoiled. anymore dude i uh i don't either i i haven't I really love the like way Jason that they Trier left i used to read joystick quite a bit which is a really simple fucking uh, video game blog and Kotaku was always kind of playing second fiddle, fiddle to them and when they went away I read Kotaku pretty often at this yeah. point I can't really stand it the thing that gets me is Kotaku has these like really annoying headlines sometimes like, oh they're so bad super like super stance based and opinionated and I know that it's kind of like engagement bait to a certain point but I really yeah. hate I guess like I don't know it's neither here nor there Zelda put out What's probably one of the best trailers of all time. That's what I want to fucking talk it, about. It is. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm, I, you guys know I'm not like the biggest Zelda guy, but it is one of the best trailers I've ever seen. It's fucking insane, dude. The music, the visuals, the amount of stuff that it shows off that's brand new. It's one of the most enticing things, well put together, lengthy story trailers that I've ever seen. I think there are no doubters left in the world. 
Oh man, I think about that saxophone drop all the fucking time. It is. It is very good. It, it, the music is just phenomenal. It's so sick. So sick. I I was not hype for this game. Like I was I was excited. I was gonna play it, but I was not hype until that trailer dropped. And now I'm kind of hype. I'm not gonna lie. And the previews. Yeah. The previews are good too. Yeah, a bunch of people went hands on for sure. Yeah. Really dope shit. Really dope yeah, shit. Looks good. I I again I'm afraid the performance will be really really bad. Nah, um, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be as it's gonna be fine the way that what's it called was Breath of the Wild was fine. It's gonna dip in a couple of places, yeah. but I think it'll be I think it'll run better than Jedi Survivor. <laughs> well, I mean, I'd hope so. It looks worse than Jedi Survivor. You know what looks worse than Jedi Survivor? The fucking Twisted Metal show. I'm gonna watch the yeah. fuck out of it. You've never played a Twisted Metal, have you? No, no, no. Oh no. man, it's so fucking but sick, bro. But I played Destruction All Stars, which is close enough. Get so. out! <laughs> I think it's not close thing. enough. Twisted Metal is the coolest shit in the fucking world, bro. You never played his Axel. You don't know nope. Mr. Grimm. Nope. You know who Sweet Tooth is, I bet. He's the ice cream one. He is the ice cream one clown. Yeah, a real yep, fucking piece it. of work. Real piece of work. Uh, they put out a trailer, man. The trailer is like it's a teaser, but for a show that's airing all of its episodes in two months. I wish they would have shown more. More. Worries me that they're fucking scared to do so. Tone-wise, all over the place. Just doesn't feel good off jump. Um, but I'm going to watch the entire thing. I love Twisted Metal. I've never missed a fucking Twisted Metal game. Why start now? There's another trailer, too. You actually watched this one. You yeah, played I these games. I mean, I watched, I watched the Twisted Metal one, too. Oh. Uh, it was short. It was boring but uh gran turismo uh actually i was i was kind of sold it looks good I'll, I'll <laughs> gran watch turismo it. is directed by have you seen district nine yes district yeah. nine is fire bro neil blomkamp did this yeah. have you seen elysium yes that was fire too it's, it's pretty good have you seen chappy yes that one was fire too <laughs> <laughs> no i don't think yes. that's the word i'd chappy, use for it chappy great <laughs> Chappie was great. I don't want to hear Chappie slandering. Okay. <laughs> this Chappie is a great. pro Chappie thing. It's got D Antword, who at this point I think are canceled, uh, but they used to make some pretty dope fucking songs. Not that know. much. D Antword. Yeah, D Antword. They're like a South African. Oh, that was the people rap. like Chappie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Grand Turismo. Ninja and Yolandi. Like I used to really yeah. like D Antword. Um, mm. but interesting take. This game. This this trailer is like. Kind of all over the place. It's based on a game, but it's based on a true story about a kid who won some sort of Gran Turismo tournament and got an opportunity to actually race cars and raced them real good. <laughs> I don't know the exact ins and outs, but it just seems like if you watch the trailer, you'll get the idea for the type of movie it is. I don't know exactly how to describe that type of movie, but it's one of those based off the true story, it, feel it good dramas. It almost feels like dramas. a coming of age story. But yeah, car, you'll, you'll know the type of based. movie. You've seen a bunch of them before. Um it looks like it's going to be fine and fun, and I'll watch yeah. fucking Gran Turismo. Yeah. In fact, I'm excited to watch Gran Turismo. This is going to be like our shortest episode ever, bro. Vamp, talk about something. Talk about whatever you want right now. This is your time, not Destiny. Uh, I've been drinking a bunch of uh, pineapple mango juice uh, from like nice. Tropicana. It's really good. I feel like it makes some really good mimosas. Probably, um, yeah. I like mango. Yeah. I love pineapple. Pineapple is my favorite fruit. Pineapple is really good. I love mango. I'm drinking a mango juice right now. I have uh, a pineapple core. I'm not one for mm. specialized 
kitchen devices. I don't like having like a cabinet full of like different things. Like I have like an apple slicer and a fucking this, that, and the other thing. Pineapple core, I think worth it. Those things are such a fucking nuisance, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it's such a satisfying. Pineapples, like if they're ripened correctly, you can just kind of grab the things and yank them out. And then I've only seen that on social media. I've never really tried it. That might be true, but it feels weird. It does. I've never done that. Have you if ever seen a cool pineapple corer in action? Yeah, yeah. I have a pineapple corer. you fucking core. drill it down and See, then I fucking... Have one, I have one that's more like... It's more like an apple cutter than it is that it you it cores it and it cuts it at the same time. You know? Mine does like too. it cores it and it cuts it in half at the same time. So mine is like... It's like a fucking beach sand drill that you would use for like an umbrella and you fucking turn yourself all the way down and then you pull out and it fucking you know like Uh, out of the out of its skin and then at the top there's like a apple cutter thing that's resting and now once it's out of its skin you just push that thing down and it chops it because it's been spiraled all the way through similar similar yeah yeah, yeah. it's fucking sick yeah fucking sick pineapples Uh, are great pineapple is top tier fruit pineapple yeah. mango and like mangoes the top tier fruit for you absolutely pineapple, i don't really mango, like many fruits i'm not that uh, fucking cleanest uh, bill of health over here as far as my favorite cantaloupe, foods watermelon cantaloupe is fucking top pie. of the list for me pineapple watermelon are probably number one and two i like strawberry flavored things i'm not so hot on strawberries any of the it berries depends. that have a bunch of little seeds i don't really love yeah well strawberries are tough they can either be really good or really bad same for like blueberries and like grapes yeah. That's why I have a hard time like but most of the time like pineapples are pineapple, you know? Yeah. I guess I'd put tomato up there because it's it's one of those well, stupid fucking things. I hate tomato. Well, I love tomato I hate, sauce so much that I got to give it credit. Well, well, I hate raw tomato. I can eat like tomato sauce or ketchup or whatever, but just raw tomato is gross. Yeah. Yeah. Apple sauce, like you got to give it credit though. You would put apple, apple high if you like apple sauce, you know what I mean? Mm. Apple sauce and I, I tomato apples. sauce apples are, are fucking Birds of a, a feather, a gra- bro. A Granny Smith, a green Granny Smith apple? Nah. Fire. Nah. Yeah. Or like a red delicious or whatever they're called. Golden delicious? I don't know. There's probably red delicious too. Probably. Or honestly, maybe you think they're all delicious. Cherries are okay sometimes. There's... I don't like pitted fruits. Well, out in uh, like the Pacific Northwest, they have really good cherries out there. And I only eat cherries when I go out there, and they'll have like stands on the side of the roads where you can buy little tubs of cherries. Oh, Very good. I don't remember what kind of cherries they're called, though. I, I really don't, don't like any cherries at all. I don't like, uh, what are the little ones? Mar- Maraschino? Oh, maraschino cherries? Yeah, yeah. like the ones you I, get oh, on the top called, of like a Sunday. Yeah, I think they're, I don't eat those. I don't eat those, no. I, they're called uh, Rainier cherries, I think, from like Rainier. Mount Rainier. Um, huh. I think that's what they're called, but they're really good. Never heard. What's the best pie? Um, either key lime or chess pie. Huh. Oh shit. Yeah. Wait, what's the last one? Chess. Chess. Chess pie. You never had chess pie? Chess, like a yeah, look, look checkers chess friend. Pie. Yeah, look up chess pie. And no, tell me about it. I'm on a podcast. It's, it's almost like a <laughs> custard. Well, I want you to look at it because you might know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's almost like a custard, but it's not. Uh, it's got like a flaky, like crispy top part. And then you cut into it, and it's like this very like sweet, um, uh, almost like not really gelatin type uh, interior. Um, 
but it's very sweet. Uh, it's I think it's like a southern thing. You might not have ever had it. Oh, this is like. It. Have you ever heard of Milk Bar? Milk Bar, no. Milk Bar is a brand. Um, it's a bakery, and it's a fucking banger. I used to go all the time down in uh Boston when I lived there, and I think they've expanded. And, like you can get them like ordered to your place now, but um, they do with like the Milk Bar pie is really like famous, and it's just like a. I guess it's like a butter pie. Like it looks a lot like the chess that pie looks that I'm very here. similar to a chess pie. Yeah, it's mostly just like a sweet, smooth, sugar flavored yeah. thing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Fucking banging. Chess pie is really good. Chess pie is my favorite. My mom makes just a phenomenal. Yeah, I've chess never heard pie. of that in my life. Uh, if you ever come down south, you'll have to try it. We'll have to find you a chess pie. Yeah, I need it. Um, uh, for key me, lime pie. Apple and it's like mm, no, apple and then apple a huge pie, gap and then everything else. Apple no, pie no. is just divine. Especially you want to kick it up a notch, like an apple crisp, dude, with like some fucking oats and brown sugar, a little crunch to it. No. Ooh. No, I put I put like a coconut meringue pie. Probably is number three. No, oh, that's um, disgusting. I, those light I creamy uh, fruit pies don't do it for me. Coconut cream pie, key lime pie. I like lemon bars. Lemon bars are kind of similar to chess, just but with lemon, I think. Yeah, I, I could see that. Same thing. Um, you like cheesecake? Oh, I love cheesecake. Love it. Love it. Adore it. Cheesecake Factory? Yeah, I like Cheesecake Factory. I mean, listen, it's fucking stupid middle-class America type of restaurant. Like, it's a chain. Absolutely. Like it's, but, but they you have know so what? many choices of cheesecake. The cheesecake's there. fucking hitting. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't go You're, there to eat dinner. I go there to get a piece of cheesecake. I'll have dinner while I'm there. It's fine. You know, it's passable. No, my problem is their menu is so big, I'd never know what to get. They yeah, have, it's like, very the fucking menu stupid. I've ever seen. You just, whatever you're in the mood for, you just get. Yeah. My mom yeah. makes a really good cheesecake. Order off though, the so menu. We don't, really, we don't really go ordering cheesecake much. Cause she I don't really be making my own cheesecakes. Uh, what kind of cheesecake really have you gotten cheesecake. from? I think most recently when I went to Cheesecake Factory, I got a oh. fucking caramel apple cheesecake that was really good. Uh, I couldn't even tell you what I normally... Like, well, I if you could get any there. kind of cheesecake, what would you get? I guess, like, for, like, things that come to mind would be, like, a chocolate drizzle cheesecake, maybe, like, a strawberry cheesecake. Do well, a, yeah, depending on the day, I'd probably get just a, like, a normal... Salted like, caramel cheesecake. cheesecake. cheesecake but Same. I'd want, like, I a actually, strawberry, like, a strawberry sauce on top or something, sure. you know? Yeah, that's that, awesome. Like fruit sauce. I love yeah. strawberry. I think I said this already. Like, I love strawberry-flavored things. Um... If I have the fucking choice and I get like a strawberry shake, which is one of the most divine things in the world, but wait, there's oh, actually absolutely. a better uh, ice cream drink. Uh, strawberry shake. If I have the opportunity, instead of like a pureed strawberry, I'll take straight up strawberry flavored syrup. You know what I mean? Mm, okay, yeah. Strawberry syrup. I'll in a similar way. Vanilla ice cream. Yeah, yeah. In a similar way. Have you ever had a chocolate malt? Yes, yes, yes. I chocolate fucking malt. love a chocolate malt. Chocolate, chocolate malt, malt might be my... Number one. Yeah, the problem is they're kind of hard to find in the south yeah. sometimes. Honestly, um, Dairy Queen does it like... Yes, I get I get their chocolate malt. And it's good. I it's, get it's, a chocolate malt over a chocolate shake any day. A hundred percent. And you know what's yeah. different between a chocolate malt and a chocolate shake besides the malt? No. Prepared the way that I just described that strawberry shake that I prefer. It is not a chocolate ice cream shake. It is a vanilla ice cream shake with chocolate sauce and malt powder. And the malt... And I think mm. that makes a difference, man. It's like good. I, it's very good. I really good. think it does. I used to have a local ice cream spot that I would get 
um, back in my hometown. It was like a, it was like one of those like landmark spots. It was on like a popular corner in town, and you yeah. would go there on like fucking Friday night and bump into six different people that you fucking knew and hang out at the picnic table and shit like that. Uh, we we would go there. I always got the same thing from this spot. It was so fucking banging. It's called a peanut butter supreme, and all it was was a big ass cup of fucking. It was like somewhere between a peanut butter shake and a peanut butter like soft serve. Like it wasn't like I couldn't drink it, you know what I mean? But it also yeah. wasn't quite soft serve consistency. It was a soupy little nightmare, I think. But yeah. it was just that. And then they would mash a spoon into it, move the spoon to the side so that there was a big ass gap, and then fucking hot fudge down the center of it. All the way Have down. Have you ever had uh Tillamook ice cream? Yeah, I think I've had that. I think I've had that. It comes in like Tillamook? a big uh big old fucking huh, big old tub. Tillamook. Well it's like it's like a, a pint or a quart or whatever. Um, yeah, Tillamook is a creamery out in Tillamook, Oregon. It's pretty close to Portland. Um, <laughs> it is the best ice cream you can get, like at the store. It is so creamy, like every flavor is no, so good. They ben have and Jerry's, Ben and Jerry's. Don't sleep no, on no, Ben no, no, and no. Jerry's, bro. Tillamook is so much better than Ben and Jerry's. Really? Yes, so no. Much they sell it. You, they sell it in bigger than fucking pints, don't they? What? If you can get a half gallon of it, it's not as good as Ben and Jerry's. Small batch. Oh no, though. yeah. They don't have like the like the pint ones. No, they have the quart ones. But like I'm telling you, if you yeah, get the, like, what's your favorite ice cream? Like if you just straight up, probably probably straight up like vanilla ice cream from fucking Ben and Jerry's. If if you chain, if you compare the Tillamook vanilla ice cream and the Ben and Jerry's vanilla ice cream, Tillamook is gonna be so much better. The thing about oh, Tillamook actually, ice cream is there's I was... three different vanilla flavors that you can try. If one, if you don't like one, you can try the other ones. I actually really recently. I'm actually typically not a big ice cream person. I'm not. Um, I'm not like a uh, sit down with a pint of ice cream, but I've done a couple of things recently. One, you inspired me <laughs> to go and grab uh, oh, little Debbie, little Debbie's flavored stuff. Oh, so I grabbed God, fucking uh, strawberry swirl oh, shortcake. Is that what it's called? A strawberry swirl cake? Strawberry shortcake. Strawberry I don't think it's like a shortcake. Is it? It's like a swirl. It's like a I forget what the actual delight is. It's uh, and then, it's called strawberry shortcake rolls. Okay, shortcake rolls, yeah. rolls, roll, yeah, the roll, the spiral. Oh, dude, they of. didn't have that one whenever I went. They only had. The it was pretty banging. I got the oatmeal cream pie one as well, and I ate them, and I was like, "These are okay." And then I crushed them, bro. So I went back and I got, <laughs> I got the. Okay. Uh, nutty bar one too because they had like a whole fucking oh, spread of them yeah. i was like i gotta at least try it um but when i, I was down in florida vi uh, visiting my parents they just had like are your parents like this like i am not a very good like stocked fridge person i've actually been better at it since the pandemic as far as just like keeping groceries on hand because i didn't do much uh -oh. eating out during that time but i am really bad at just like having food ready to yeah. go my parents have a fucking backlog of food, bro. No, just like my parents don't really. My parents are sitting on. I got well, there they, and there's just like four yeah. fucking pints of Ben and Jerry's unopened. Just like, well, oh. what if somebody <laughs> wants Ben and Jerry's? I was like, yo, no, what if I that. do? They used to. They used to, but then they started doing a diet recently, so they haven't had anything for like the past Ooh, year. Tough. Or so. tough. Um, but no, I, I get that. I I ate about half of my uh, oatmeal cream pie ice cream, and I was like, it's okay. Oh um, yeah, I liked it. I was but, into it. Um, but what I had there is I had like a pick of a couple things and I grabbed there. It was Netflix and chilled was the flavor and it's peanut butter ice cream. 
with yeah peanut butter ice cream with sweet and salty pretzel swirls and fudge brownies love it i've got a pet peeve on uh hmm, pet peeve on what ice cream um with i don't like chocolate chips really in like cookies either i only like them if they're like melted like hot or warm chocolate chip cookies are good especially cold though where chocolate chips just become like fucking rock hard i think i hate that it's a consistency thing yeah i i don't like it either it gets stuck in your teeth too and it's Mm -hmm. gotta like melt Mm -hmm. out um have you do you watch like good mythical morning or anything written link no probably not well they rank language they rank all these things um so like they're i think they ranked the the jimmy kimmel one or jimmy fallon one the highest uh, oh yeah tonight though yeah i think right? so i think that was like the highest rated yeah ben and jerry's and then they uh, ranked they ranked the tillamook and the highest rated one was the white chocolate raspberry which is just phenomenal i don't love so raspberry good. i don't hate it either i think it's fine you should try the white chocolate raspberry tillamook and the strawberry one because it is it's like it, it's okay. so good the strawberry is my favorite okay i'm gonna do yeah. it i'll actually yeah. do that you can recommend you me games that i'll ignore all the time you recommend me ice cream? I'll fucking take some down. It's so good. I love all of their ice cream. They're just so creamy. Like, they have the best, like, creaminess of any ice cream. I always... I don't the know how cream- you eat ice cream. Dude, do you know the but- creamy one? The fable of the creamy one? You're probably too young to even know this fable. Do you know no. Scooby-Doo gummies, bro? Yes. Yeah, the, the creamy blue one. That was like... You do? Uh, yeah. yeah. You I know do. this thing doesn't exist anymore? Does it not? It doesn't, and there's no replicate. There's no replication of it. I don't know why. You can do a deep dive onto the internet. The creamy one doesn't exist anymore. It's the best gummy that's ever existed. Oh, Dude, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Welch's fruit snacks. Yeah, Welch's fruit snacks are good. Great consistency. Great consistency. Yeah. Uh, recently, when the Fellers came over, we did a uh, stream, and we were talking about uh, Haribo and how much I like Gold Bears. I think they're their best gummy, and there's like a competitor that somebody brought over evco oh and i know what you're talking about i know the brand that you're talking about but i can't it comes in like a white package and it's like 16 different gummy bear flavors and each one of them is just like distinctly flavored like so flavorful like think like jelly belly flavoring like haribo gold bears you pick a handful and every handful tastes the same you know what i mean they all taste the same yeah these gummy bears are all different. And then we opened up this fucking pack and it was the most pungent fucking smell ever. Like <laughs> the whole house stunk oh, like these gummy bears. Uh, Albanese. Albanese. I yeah. think that's right. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. 12 flavor gummy bears. No, it was more than 12. It had to have been. Oh no, it might've been 12. It might've been 12, but it was like, and it was like a five pound bag too. And we yeah. were eating them and we were like ranking them. It was a whole fucking thing. All right. We used to do anytime uh, we, me and my friends would go somewhere, we would buy a five pound bag of gummy bears. And then mm-hmm. whenever we'd get like tired at night or something and we're just sitting there drinking, we'd like split up the gummy bears and just chunk them in, in each other's mouth from across the room. So like wow. anytime you wanted a gummy bear, you'd call out for a gummy bear and somebody would just like peg you with the gummy bear. Uh, oh, that's good choice of words. Then, yeah, that's fair. And then you'd, you'd never eat a gummy bear. You'd have to call for a gummy bear and they just... And one would land in your mouth, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Where your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Good times. All right. Let's talk about what's coming out next month. It's really late. There are a couple things that we left off the list, some ports and stuff like that. But for our big releases, there are only a handful of things. And it all starts off 
on the 12th with Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I can't fucking wait. Beyond excited. Oops, Expect some good. sort of gameless bonus content from us. What What do you want to say to the world for their, your last recorded words before in a pre-Tears um, of the Kingdom world? Not my game of the year. Breath of the Wild was good, but it's not as good as everybody thinks it is. Uh, and Tears of the Kingdom will be better than Breath of the Wild, but still not as good as everyone thinks it is. Probably my game of the year. <laughs> yeah, probably. Breath of the Wild is all it's cracked up to be, and all your favorite games have been learning from it for the last six years. All your open worlds pale in comparison. I can't yeah. wait to see what Nintendo does next. Dude, I got so, so bored the other day when I went back to Breath of the Wild's open world. I was like, this is boring. <laughs> yeah, you fucking... I turned on infinite stamina because I was so you bored. You played an immersive sim and turned on fucking cheats. <laughs> Huh? You've oh, turned on cheats. Zelda? That is yeah. not an immersive sim, bro. But Tears of the Kingdom looks much more immersive sim than Breath of the Wild. Was. I guess so, but I mean, the whole point of that game is like going and doing things so you can upgrade your guy, and you just took all the yeah, upgrades. It, it sucked. It was so. Like you want to be you want to be rewarded for exploring. I was like, That's why you do all I gotta that wait shit. forty hours to climb this mountain. No, I'm yeah. not doing that. I already yeah. did that once before. I'm not doing it again. On the 16th is Humanity, which I am honestly red fucking hot on. And it was announced that it's coming straight to PlayStation Plus, Essential PlayStation and Premium. Plus. Yeah, really they cool. Get, they're, they're doing a good job getting all the freaks. Similar to like, Chia. I know, dude. It's, they're actually like really crushing yeah. for me with exclusives. It's nice. Yeah. And it's saving me money. Like Humanity and Chia both are heavily on my radar. Uh, uh, finding that this uh, PlayStation Plus offering is a, a fucking hot ticket. Oh, dude, yeah. I forgot to pull... Uh, PlayStation Plus and Xbox games with gold games. Oh, uh, PlayStation pull those? Plus. Yeah, it is. Let me continue. I'll continue to this. We'll do it last. But yeah, Humanity yeah, yeah. is dope. It's developed by the team that did Res Infinite and like the HD remake, and then uh, Tetris Connected. Really cool. I have a playthrough of the demo that went up after a state of play not long ago. That was just really fun, and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. So Humanity. Mm. Uh, on the 19th, I'm, man, it's just such a fucking, Zelda is such a daunting thing right now that I'm like non-committal on 2K Drive, especially with how expensive gaming yeah. has become for these months. And like, I'm so in next month for an extra fucking $210 on Diablo, Street Fighter, and fucking Final Fantasy that like spending $70 on 2K Drive when I already took the plunge on fucking Disney Speedstorm and played Need for Speed so recently. I don't know if I need another like arcade kart racer. I don't know. I don't know. I hope this game gets like a demo or a sale or comes to Game Pass or something. Like it looks good. I just don't know if I can justify picking it up right now. It might be a game that I wait for and stream this holiday season when it's 30 bucks. Um, yeah. But that drops on the 19th, and then same deal. If Lord of the Rings Gollum was Lord of the Rings Aragorn and it was an action hack and slash game, I would be in for 70 bucks. The fact that it's just a fucking stealth game really hurts it just because I really don't like stealth video games. And it, but it just looks bad. Like, yeah, but it's, like also, it's Lord of the games. Rings and it stars Gollum. Like, I am so in. Like, this is going to be one of those games where I'm going to find a streamer that starts this at midnight that's a Lord of the Rings fan. And I'm going to watch them play the entire thing on their fucking schedule because I want to experience Lord of the Rings that or I'll find like a full playthrough and sit down and watch like an eight hour cut of the game just because hey, I bro, actually you want, you, really you want me to do a playthrough on this. Yeah, dude, I would love that. <laughs> That'd be sick. You like stealth. Maybe. What if I it comes like out stealth. and it gets like. Eights. I would play it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Think about it. Sure. You know, it's um, all reviewed. Yeah, PlayStation Plus for this month. Um, mm-hmm. Grid Legends. Oh yeah. Game. Uh, Chivalry Two, which is a good game. I've spent a lot of time in that. That's true. And I saw Descenders. that. Descenders is like a downhill biking. I've game. played this like isometric view downhill biking game that kind of is like a you, not quite trials, but it's very trial and error. You may have played Lonely Mountain downhill. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I am absolutely getting those mixed up. Yeah, I do too. I do too. They're similar but different. Uh, Got it. Because I also haven't played, played Descenders. Anyway, check yeah. out Lonely Mountain downhill. I like that game. It's a good game. It's a good game. Yeah. <laughs> not free. I don't know about the cinders, but we'll figure yeah. it out soon, I guess. Sure. Uh, Games with Gold is not a nightmare this month. Games with Gold actually has something. Does it uh, have like Peaky Blinders or something? No, that wouldn't be something. Oh. It's got a game that I can't even read. It looks like it's maybe Hoft or Haft or Hoa. Hoa? Oh, Hoa? hold on. H H N A H. You look up what that game's name is, but it has Star Wars Racer. Dude, oh, which I already own. HOA. It's just HOA. Okay. The box art's yeah. very. Actually, actually HOA is supposed to be pretty good. It actually looks like it might be Hoft. So think about that. Look at that logo. It's very oh, hard to read. I do see that now, but uh, definitely HOA. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, Star yeah. Wars 1 Racer is the other game. So the shit show at the Fuck Factory is actually looking halfway decent. Yeah, but halfway decent, those are both $15 games. Like, give me something more expensive. No, they don't care. Know? Fucking sign up for Game Pass. We have Redfall, the premier $70 game from <laughs> renowned studio Arcane Austin. <laughs> I would rather play I would rather play Episode 1 Racer than Redfall. Me too. But I'd rather play our, uh, Episode 1 Racer than, like, a lot of stuff, dude. That's true. I agree. <laughs> hey, right. you know what game you need to go back with? Go what? back to? Uh, Republic Commando. Yeah, I do. I do. It's really good. I got the platinum on that not long ago. It's crazy that that game has platinums. Yeah, uh, well, I wanted Aspire to play the the PS4 port for it. So there were good drops for PlayStation Premium last month as well. Like they, I think they update kind of middle of the month, oh, so we don't yeah. really usually like dwell yeah. on them. We have like yeah. kind of the two weeks. They're two weeks removed or two weeks away when we record an episode. But uh, last month I grabbed some gems that I. I was really happy to see Riders Republic on there because I had a great time with Riders yeah, Republic. When I yeah, yeah, Riders it. Republic was on there, and that's such a nice game to have installed and kind of just mess around with. Um, I I like that game more than I thought, and it seems populated and it is very fun still. Uh, it even has yeah. great DLC. They added like BMX bikes and like all kinds of like themed futuristic stuff. If they add a dirt bike, I will play it. I just want a dirt bike. They should just make it free. It's a cool platform, and I can't imagine it's fucking selling a bunch of copies right now. I think it's going to hit PlayStation Plus. I bet it hits Xbox Game Pass, and then I bet there's some sort of announcement by the end of the year that it's free. It's had free weekends, and I think it's done well. I feel like it's got just enough success to maybe have legs and make it out alive if they switch it. I was excited for it because, like, I played, like, MX versus ATV all the time. Yeah, dude. I didn't play much... MX versus ATV, but I, I got to go exactly back. I don't know where exactly it splits, but did you ever play MX Unleashed before MX so versus I, ATV? Mine was MX versus ATV Unleashed, and then ATV 2 and 3. Okay, so that's what I was going to say. Like that? So that team did that did AT, MX versus ATV Unleashed, before that did MX Unleashed, and then before that did ATV Off-Road Fury 1, 2, that's 3, it, and 4. It. 1, 2, and 3. Those I fucking games are sick, dude. Off-Road Fury was so good. Sick. All of those. So yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I am 
I downloaded um, a couple of them for Quick Play, which is, I don't know, I don't really talk about Quick Play here, but I should. I've been doing a lot of, like, playing random-ass games, and I typically don't talk about them here, but I do, like, a kind of, like, retrospective series where I play the opening of, like, a classic game or a brand new game, and I've got some fucking gems. I played, like, 50 Cent Bulletproof recently, which was so fucking fun. Tarzan Untamed. Uh, but the MX and the ATV games are very fucking sick. At some point... By the time you get to like MX versus ATV Reflex, which is like the 360 ones, I'm off. I haven't played them, yeah. and I think they've changed developers. I played one of the most recent ones not long ago. It was like MX versus ATV Fury or something. Sure. Because I was like, maybe this will hit the same thing. It it just didn't hit the spot not doing like it. the old ones did. Yeah. I remember yeah. I would go and like just do tricks all the time, listening sure. to the radio. Yeah, oh, dude. Jam- alt jams, yeah. bro. Yeah, ATV oh. Off-Road Fury was a fucking incredible mood. Uh, the first one, not that good, but yeah, like you were saying, 2 and 3, and then when 4 came out, I don't think I played much of 4. I think that's maybe the I one that I'd want to, to download and like play mostly these days, but I mean, MX buy and play ATV mostly. Unleashed was really good, because you could just, we would always like, I would, when I'd have someone over, we'd play tag, and we'd just go mm. to a wide open world, and just like, you have to ram into someone and knock them off their bike or, or ATV. Yeah, dude. Tag. It's so good. So so good did you ever play? You ever play Freak Style? No, I don't know what that is. Oh, bro! All right, so EA Big put out Freak Style, and it was basically think like you ever play SSX Tricky or SSX or SSX Three? Nope. Oh, nope. nope. But you know those games, right? Yeah, I know them. Okay, so think yeah, yeah. SSX Tricky, but with bikes. Okay. Motorcycles, Freak Style, same thing. Over the top, ridiculous flips and tricks and like boost and shit like that super fun there was like a bunch of like little ea games from like the ea big license that kind of got the ssx treatment for a while yeah um there's like a four by four game and then there's a sled storm dude fucking sled storm which is snowmobile racing like this all right fun episode we're close to two hours (laughs) is my guess you know yeah yeah a little short a little short but you know what? It's because we fucking had that side table discussion about Star Wars. We had a we would have been on Star Wars for Star a long Wars time. Alone. Yeah. Yep. But Absolutely. fun getting off topic with you too, and just shooting the shit going back and forth. Yeah, good times. Yeah. Oh, dude. Hey, by the way, MX versus ATV Legends came out in 2022, hmm. and it came out six out of ten on Steam. Hmm. You should play it. But <laughs> MX versus ATV Unleashed in 2005 is. Only a seven out of ten, but hey. Yeah, hey, that's only it. a point fucking decrease. That's true. All right, we'll think it. about it. Ugh. Closing remarks. Oh, oh, oh. for a game what? list, we uh, we have a collab coming up, you and I. Uh, oh yeah, on May the fifth. If you guys listen to this, May the fifth be with you. Yeah, May the 5th at 7 p.m. Central Time, Jake and I will be playing Resident Evil 5 together on my Twitch channel. Uh, For sure. At Colleen underscore. Yeah. So if you're hearing this and you want to come hang out and watch us play RE5 together and watch Jake be scared. It's going to be come. a nightmare for me. But yeah, it's going to be great, though. I'm, gonna, I'm ready. I'm gonna I figured playing with, a, playing with a homie, it's the least scary Resident Evil, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I might be able to handle it. I've played some Resident Evil 5 in my day, so I'm excited to hop into it. I think you'll be all right. I think I'm going to be fine. Shiva. Oh, yeah. Is her name Shiva? I think so. I don't know. I don't Can know. What up? I feel bad I about can. that. It's not. Uh, and I'm doing a bunch of stuff on my YouTube channel and Twitch and 
My short form content is dope. And I'm motherfucking everywhere at Jake Twitchin, like Twitching with no G. And you can just go to motherfucking JakeTwitchin.com and it'll give you links to everything. Boom. Shiva Alamar. Resident Evil Lore Master. That's the show. End it. Yeah.